0: Talk Brunch, served hot.
1: Talk Brunch Live, Elimination Chamber 2020 post show with Dara Dustin Frazier.
2: So, working at Burger King now, I've seen all different types of cleaning materials to get all kinds of grease out. What one did you use to get five foot off the chamber?
1: You traitor! We support KFC here because WWE (laughs) does. (laughs) You won't get my endorsement.
0: It could
2: be worse. I could be selling people glazed chicken donuts.
1: What is worse, though? I want a (laughs) calorie count. The the glazed chicken donut? Or uh, or just Burger King in general?
2: (laughs) Um, I I ain't seen nobody have a heart attack on contact so far, though.
1: I don't think I can eat any of that and not just instantly drop dead so I'll never know
2: <laughs> yeah
1: That's my, my kryptonite is everything <laughs> wow look everybody was down on this pay-per-view and now people are even smiling you see in social media
2: yeah nobody was really excited everybody was just like ah it's just gonna be the shame but like no no yeah. it was good I have no complaints not a single one. Everybody came to play. And like well, there was some. I mean, there was some
1: botchy things, but, but I mean, yeah, overall, it, it wasn't a bad show.
2: Like overall, it was a it was a good night.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Thanks to you guys joining us there, everybody hopping in. Yeah, we have a long week, so don't want to make this too long on here. But we started out with our kickoff match, which was the Viking Raiders against the Edgeheads. What do you think happened?
2: <laughs> I almost didn't do it, but I was like, nah, I got it. <laughs> I'll tell you what
1: happened. The Edgeheads reunited with Edge and formed the new brood. And now they all come out al- of the fire.
2: That was almost funny. No. Almost. Not quite.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, obviously they had the Viking Raiders go over. Uh, I don't know. you have anything to say about this?
2: I mean, I was surprised to see Hawkins and Ryder actually get some offense in, huh?
1: it's like the viking raiders aren't doing anything you know they
2: never are like they haven't been doing anything since they came up what a
1: shame what a waste of good ring of honor new japan talent
2: at this point i i will say ring of Honor new japan and nxt because they were great when they were down there and yeah
1: they were even good there too i forgot they had that little. they, they of used to there. fight
2: actual teams all the time <laughs> and the second they called them up it's like they fought all of like what four teams on the entire roster like
1: when you're a big person and you're in WWE, the longer you're on the main roster, the more you'll work like a big person.
2: That know, frightens me for Hanson because he is a fantastic big man because he does a lot of stuff big men aren't supposed to do.
1: They take all the high and fast offense out of you.
2: They are now they maybe. take they, they take they take away his cartwheel. I'm done.
1: They want all their big men <laughs> fee five full fumming around the ring. That's always <laughs> been the, that's always <laughs> in the philosophy over there. They want to make sure you have your fee five full fumming.
2: Somebody, somebody in an urban dictionary, get to work, put that shit in there. Yeah. So fivefold fold right?
1: Yeah. So, Viking Raiders go over, you know, moving along. Singles match, Daniel Bryan, Drew Gulak.
2: Match of the night. Fans won.
1: Yeah. 57% of you went with Daniel Bryan going over. 29% of you thought he was going to put Drew Gulak over. No contest, 14% of you. Daniel Bryan went over. And yeah, match of the night for sure for me. I love the storytelling in this match. Uh, as soon as they start the chain wrestling sequences like I like I told you in the chat I knew this was going to be my kind of match. I loved it at the end of the chain wrestling. It was Daniel Bryan who ultimately gets frustrated, you know, and he's the one who winds up needing to uh to get physical in the sense of striking. You know, I thought that was a really cool story told because the whole thing started with uh Gula claiming that he knew Daniel Bryan's weaknesses. So, you know, seeing that situation it was just one of those things where it was like, "All right, I'm glad that that story came full circle."
2: Yeah, and once it picked up, it picked up fast and violent.
1: Yeah, it absolutely did. It had a lot of things in there that you would want to see in a match like that.
2: Yeah, this felt like an ROH match. It felt like a straight up fight. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely like they, did. They look like hell after that match was over. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah, some some of the stuff they did was nuts though. Like.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, what I like the most is that they didn't do typical things like, uh, wrestling matches do nowadays. You know, they, they, they didn't completely abandon the chain wrestling during the striking part when they went into like act two. Like, if anything, they turned that up. Like, Gulak was transitioning Brian's handstand into that pile driver, that crazy neck breaker. Don't know what to call it. It was almost like a spinning gory special, uh, by the neck into a neck breaker, if you will. Like I said, didn't really have a, a name. Gulak hit like a really nasty, uh, back suplex on Daniel uh where he hit the back of his head uh brian had that uh nasty uh dragon suplex later on in the match cool stuff you know
2: yeah it was nuts and i mean i like the fact that when um Gulak got put in the uh in the yes lock he passed out yeah like he didn't tap his body just said nope done
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: like at this point like they don't have a choice but to push Gulak as a serious contender because like, that dude gave it, brian a fight like no no more jokey shit after this i don't want to see powerpoints i don't see any of that shit like you have a fighter on your hands act like it
1: yeah absolutely and i'm glad because they said that daniel bryan is the kind of guy who he puts people over you know what i mean like he's the oh, kind yeah. of guy he chooses his opponent he's the one who wanted to do the thing with kofi he's the one that wanted all the other stuff and uh i i see that you know where it's like he had to have chosen gulag to know that it was going to be a good match and the kind of physical match that it was
2: yeah and it made gulag even in loss it made him look absolutely incredible to the point where he was realistically leading that yes chant for gulag by the end of that like it's not about me right now like look what this motherfucker just did yeah
1: giving people a rub like that is awesome you know so this for me is match and uh you know we were saying it in the chat room you know as far as uh, another thing was the release german guplex hit him with that look kind of rough it hit the back of his head i'm glad he seemed okay afterwards knock on what hopefully he is and it's not just a you know something we'll hear about later on um I like Gulak coming off the top with that reverse suplex into the dragon sleeper. Um, but the, really the finish, the way he hammer fisted Gulak into the yes lock, like he just brutally beat him. <laughs> that into was nothing. Great. And like I said before, this is pretty much the exact kind of wrestling I'm looking for. The kind of Dean Belenko, Eddie Guerrero shoot wrestling that I think the show would benefit from and really needs.
3: Yeah.
2: This was really close to a shoot fight rather than a wrestling match. Like this was nuts. Yeah. And this was the first match.
1: Yeah, it was.
2: Like, they, they literally stuff. sat out there and said, damn, both chambers. We're stealing this whole show right now.
1: hmm Good stuff. And they have uh, They already have backstage stuff. I want to see what this is. Daniel Bryan.
2: Surprised they are alive for that.
1: Yeah, right. I mean, the fact that he's able to talk and move, that's definitely a good sign, right? Mm-hmm. Let's see what they got here. I'm glad they started putting the backstage stuff up early, because normally it's like, we'll get off of here, and they're still putting shit up. Like, their intern goes to sleep, but they take a fucking nap after the pay-per-view. <laughs> anyway, let's go.
4: Daniel first and foremost the WWE universe wants to know how are you feeling right now
0: uh as crazy as it sounds i feel alive right like uh this is what i love about about this is that i don't ever want to just go through the motions when i go out there and fight i want to fight i want to fight with my heart i want to fight with blood and guts that's what i want to fight with That's why I wanted to fight Drew Gulak, and that's why I've wanted to fight Drew Gulak for years. I remember, actually, I was commentating the Cruiserweight Classic, and Drew Gulak was in the tournament, and I'd seen him on Evolve, and I'd seen him on independent shows, and this was my first time to see him live, and I watched him. I said, you know what, I wish, I wish I could get in the ring with that guy, because that guy fights with blood and guts. And so when he came up to SmackDown, and I saw him doing his PowerPoint presentations, and I saw this, I was like, this isn't the the Drew Gulak I've seen before. I wonder what's wrong with him. And then he came up to me and he said, hey, listen, I've spotted some holes in your game. I wanna help you. And I took that as him thinking that he's better than me. It's like, there's no way in hell that he's better than me, especially not right now. But I went out there and he was better. Than I thought he was. He was better than I thought he was in the Cruiserweight Classic. I thought he was one of the best technical wrestlers in the world. When I watched him in the Cruiserweight Classic, and when I went out there and fought him tonight, he made me fight with blood and guts, which is what I want. And he is much better than I ever thought he was. So now, I want to see if he's true to his word. I want to see if he can help me. That was the most
2: exciting I've heard him in a long time. <laughs> pretty cool fuck it let him do it once every pay-per-view i don't give a shit <laughs> oh, i'll do
1: it all the time i just have to have have a time limit to it you know oh god
2: fuck it make him do it again on smackdown and then after that and then after that and then after that i won't complain yeah, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> see yeah. there you go Even the- <laughs> thank you for the
1: host <laughs> good, good timing in that host
2: oh god yeah yeah, I like that he even referred back to when, because that's the one thing a lot of people remember about the Cruiserweight Classic, is that he did commentary for that. So mm-hmm. it was kind of cool to see that like, he's genuinely been wanting this fight for a long time.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That was my match, man. That was my match.
2: They could have stopped right there. Nobody would have complained.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, like I said, it reminds me of, like, the Dean Malenko matches I would watch, or Eddie, stuff like that. Yeah. You know? Just good storytelling
2: overall. It shows like there's no excuse not to push Drew Gulak. He's been absolutely incredible, but he's incredible when you just let him go.
1: Sometimes less is more. They could have turned the show off after that, and I would have still given the pay per view a high grade.
2: Yeah, it would have probably had the same grade level, if not a little bit higher. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah. They also uh, um, they have a Gulak post. here. Do they? Yeah. Yes, they do. All right. Sweet.
4: Drew. Wow, what a challenging match out there against Daniel Bryan. Now, you were challenged because you said that you saw his flaws and his holes in his game. Unfortunately, you lost tonight, so where did you fail?
3: I think it goes back to me caring too much. I talked about this before. Um, Daniel Bryan is someone who, when I began wrestling, he was kind of paving the way for guys like me. Um, and... Whether he knows it or not, I became very ingrained with what he does as soon as I step foot in the sur- in the square circle. So I know him back and forth, front for back of my hand. I know I know every trick in his book. And over time, yeah, I saw there were some weaknesses in his game because I know in my heart that I'm actually I'm better than Daniel Bryan. He's known for his passion. He's known far and wide for his heart and his passion and how he would be doing this over anything else in the world. How he's come back from injury and adversity, traveled the world, won championships. But I can tell you straight up right now that as sure as I am that that guy over there is lifting his shirt up, I can tell you straight up that there is no one more passionate in this industry than Drew Gulak. Hands down. I breathe this. On my off day, I go to a a pro wrestling competition. That's where I go on my off day. I see more sports entertainment in my off day. Guys will go home, sit on the couch, not me. I study this. So yeah, I know the holes in his game. And maybe someone who I looked up to, I wanted to help them along, okay? But at the same time, I'm not forgetting that I have to make an imprint myself. And if that means walking over him, I'm gonna do it. And I'm gonna lead by example.
4: But you didn't do it tonight. So what's next?
1: what shit yeah i wonder what is next well at least we got look at this all all the all the freaking 205 live guys are making out like bandits right you know they're getting top spots you can't (laughs) say (laughs) that that company wasn't worth anything years from now they'll do a special about it on the wwe network once it's gone and trust me it will be gone i've seen hundreds of shows like 205 live come and go over the decades but one day when it's gone they'll do a little documentary on the WWE network. If that's not gone already,
2: you stupid <laughs> yeah, where, they'll,
1: where they'll talk about how two Live five pushed all these top guys like Murphy, who's like now a fucking two time world champion and, and Gulak who, you know, started his career and Daniel Bryan noticed him and you never know, dude, like you don't be surprised if one day the top people in the company <laughs> all from two or five, not it necessarily NXT, shopping. you know, because those were the guys that not only learned the, uh, the wrestling aspect of the business, but learn the performance aspect. Cause I always said from the beginning, 205 life has better characters. They had better music with their characters. They all, they all kind of stood out differently from one another more than on the other rosters. So don't be surprised. If you wind up with a handful of 205 life top guys.
2: Oh my God.
1: It's I wouldn't rule it out. And if we're already seeing it like, like when Ali comes back, he's one, they're going to be a top guy or he has the potential to be one. If they just yeah. let him unleash.
2: He, he's a bit he's shown that he can like he can hang with the big boys
1: they've already decided murphy's a top guy i've heard way before this thing happened with murphy like in the very very beginning when we were hearing that paul Heyman and uh eric Bischoff were taking over the companies i remember one of the first things i was hearing was that paul Heyman thought murphy was a top guy and that he was gonna put him in a top position and i remember thinking well that'll be interesting i wonder how he's gonna go about that and i think i see it now so that guy's yeah. already decided long before they even had any idea they were going to do it, that they were going to somehow put him where he was. It was just how they were going to get there. So he's done. He's a made man. So so when you look at it, you're going to get a lot of these guys that are having that. And, Dan, and, and Daniel Bryan doing that with Drew Gulak. Drew Gulak was always good. And I think they always saw the potential in him. And I know there's hardcore fans that looked at the PowerPoint presentation version of him, and they hated it because it was like this character that they knew. And even in the Cruiserweight Classic, he wasn't acting like that. He was, like, this badass, you know, where it was, like, you wouldn't underestimate this guy. If you, like, lower your guard, he'll take you out. And it went to this, like, goofy character. For me, it's kind of like I liked both, you know. I kind of like with the funny Daniel Bryan with the yes, yes, because many people forget that before that, he was also like that. Like, I like both sides of the character. I think he did good in the performance and comedy part and being a heel and all that other shit. And he's a great wrestler. It's just the middle ground is where he needed to be. And I think Daniel Bryan helped do that.
2: Exactly.
1: You know, so... Good stuff, though. Good start to the pay-per-view, right?
2: A white-hot start. <laughs> and, I mean, the rest of the crowd, the rest of the, uh, the car didn't do really a bad job at, like, maintaining some of that momentum. They no, didn't really, I mean, they weren't going to top this match. But it's like they did a good enough job of doing what they could with what they had. So.
1: They came close.
2: Yeah, definitely.
1: I didn't think they were even going to come close and they did.
2: I think it just That seems like one of those openers Where everybody else is so excited You almost try to top it just to see if you can So what bothers me
1: There's two sides to the coin And I guess that's what makes wrestling so interesting To people that understand it because on one hand, we have the people that are angry at WWE because they're always giving them the same stale matches and the same boring feuds and the same people always fighting over and over. And they're always pushing the same top guys and focusing on the same things. Fuck that company, AEW, blah, 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 blah. All right, it's cool. So I get that perspective. I don't always necessarily agree with it. It's wrestling. For you to say that it's the same old thing is really silly. You can't say that about anything. It may be similar, but but how different is it going to get? It's wrestling. It's it. It has like its rules and it has its uh, its basis and its platform. This pay-per-view comes out. I never judge something by, I never try to judge something too harshly by the card if the people in the card I know are credible. That being said, a lot of people were just like, well, you know, looking at this card, you know, this pay-per-view is going to suck or I'm not going to watch it because look at it. What do they, you know, what do they have here? There's nothing going on or, you know, and it's kind of funny because yeah, you can have both perspectives, but but really it's the same people who wanted WWE to change what they were focusing on and not have Goldberg and not have Brock Lesnar and not push the same guys and not make you watch Baron Corbin and Roman Reigns a hundred times. Like they literally followed you. And this is the reason why this shit happens where they'll literally just put themselves back in a bubble and they'll mute the fans and not listen to anything that you say. Because literally this pay-per-view was just answering everybody's requests and not even because they wanted to, because now they feel compassion for the fans, but because they don't give a fuck about Elimination Chamber and it's a filler pay-per-view just to promote WrestleMania because then they can run that stupid special they run over you where they say if you get the network now you get the free month you get the two pay-per-views elimination tournament and Wrestlemania that way the Wrestlemania numbers look really good because the people who bought into this shit you're like preemptively you're pre-ordering Wrestlemania that's what it is and this is the pre-order bonus so they don't really <laughs> give a crap so why not on a pay-per-view when you're trying to suck people into buying your Wrestlemania and being a part of your network give everybody what they want all the things read all the dirt sheets read all of the forums read all the message boards what are all the things that they're complaining about we'll get rid of all those things one night only what are all the things that they want we'll add all those things one i do that's sort of what they try to do here and i'm not saying that it's necessarily what i fully wanted but there weren't any of the guys like brock lesnar or goldberg none of the world champion stuff was focused yeah. on you'd have to put up a roman reigns or corbin like all of the things that people didn't want were just off the car people complain about the fact that back in the old days in the 90s and in the 80s after royal rumble you would go straight to wrestlemania That's what made the Royal Rumble so special. Whoever wins this, you now know for certain, no matter what happens, these two people are going to face each other and you're going to build this matchup to WrestleMania. The Elimination Chamber over the decades being in the middle kind of messes that up because it's like you got the guy who's now going to WrestleMania, but he might not be fighting the other guy because that guy could lose it at the chamber.
2: Yeah, the the the, the chamber was like one last hurdle for the champion.
1: Right. So you go through. Two kinds of fans during chamber season The kind that goes well there's no point in watching this Because we know that the person who's going to Wrestlemania That we already know what the Wrestlemania matches," And the person who goes well maybe they'll change it Which they hardly ever do So yeah. it's a bump in the road Like we were hearing all those rumors that Shayna Baszler wasn't going to Mania or whatever We're going to get into that later on but it's like you, As you can see it's just a bump in the road They don't give a crap about this It's a filler pay-per-view and yeah. they have no problem giving everything That everyone wants which is what they did They focused more on the people that everybody likes And got shit for it and go, ah, I ain't gonna watch it. Look at this there, card. There,
2: There's some fans who just bitch just for the sake of bitching.
1: Yeah, and it sucks because really this pay per view was designed to give to give everybody what they want. At least in my opinion. Yeah.
2: Four four of the, four WWE champions weren't even on the card tonight.
1: Yeah, but my point bringing up the uh, the whole road to WrestleMania being bumped, they even managed to avoid that by not having a male. I thought about that. Why wouldn't you want to have a men's elimination chamber? Because you want to already have your main event set. It was yeah. a compromise. They didn't want to not have the elimination chamber pay per view.
2: When you think about it, Becky Lynch was the only champion who had a risk of her opponent, change, of her opponent changing. Yeah. Only one, and that's what—if you count the Rumble. Actually, now that you think about it, with NXT being more in the mix, that's six championships where the where the where the challenger could have changed. Yeah, but exactly. No, they 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 only really in reality only put one, but it's like people are still complaining. Like <laughs> you can't win with. There's certain fans you just can't win with.
1: We may not always know what their the method to their madness is, but I think in this case they did the right thing. They managed to give you a filler pay per view, they managed to make fans happy with a lot of the stuff going on, at least those that didn't give up on it and just look at it and go, Man, this doesn't have because what was missing from it that would make you not wanna watch it.
2: Exactly. You <laughs> I mean for God's sake, I said even in the chat room, the chamber's always been one of my favorite matches. So just the fact that it's like now we have a pay per view where we consistently get two, like, yeah, I'm gonna enjoy it like yeah, now people want
1: to just be overly critical of, like, everything. And you know us. Like, we'll call their shit on here. Like, when there's something, yeah, but, we'll just call them in the air. Ha-ha! But, but, but,
2: but we're actually going <laughs> to use some kind of a logic to it. It's, it's
1: not going to just be ungrateful. Thanks for the spark, Prince of Fire. But we're not actually going to just be ungrateful. Like, the hell are you watching it for? Like, the whole thing. And no matter what they try, you're just going to hate it. Like, ah, I hated yeah. it before I even saw it just by looking at what they're planning. All right. But I digress. <sighs> United <Yeah>. States... <laughs> United States title match Andrade being accompanied Of course by Zelina Vega Defending against Humberto Carrillo With 55% of you Going for Andrade 29% going for Humberto And DQ no contest 16% Winner of this being Andrade rolling up Humberto with the Fucking tights and i like it i really like it. great match very technical <laughs> lots of spots with high flying andrade with a nasty back elbow exploding out of the corner in the beginning that made you think the are they gonna are they gonna but they didn't thankfully but well, that, I like those, that those thing kind looks of like
2: moments. it sucks to have to take yeah
1: yeah absolutely. oh my
2: god I, every time i see him hit that move i cringe yeah this was another
1: case of a strong match where uh it's something that hardcore fans would be into more than anything. Got two guys who don't get enough ring time. As much ring time as they get, they haven't really gotten to go at it in a good match like
2: that. And here it is. Yeah. And Umberto, he's getting closer every time. So I like the, like the story they're playing where it's like he's staying very persistent. And every time he has a championship match of any kind, he gets a little bit closer. Yeah. So it's like, you know, eventually it's going to happen. It's just a matter of when. Yeah, and something case, always seems to catch him and with Andrade we saw it with uh when he was NXT champion it's hard to get a belt off of him
1: well the thing is and that's the whole key to the smart booking is you kind of want it to stay that way as long as humanly possible even if the fans don't like that when you got your top guy in the company or in the or in the uh division I, I guess I would say so they're going for mid-card yeah. stuff here you always want your top man you, your top baby face always looks better chasing Always, always, if you look back in history, all of your greatest memories of top baby faces, it was always the chase. They were always after the world champion. They never were the world champion. That doesn't mean they didn't have great memories as the world champion. But you always will remember that chase to getting the title off of the heel that they were fighting at the time. And then them finally making it to that WrestleMania match and beating them with the finisher. And now they're the champion for the first time ever. So when you look at it, the chasing is what really establishes the rest of your life. That's why it's so important
2: Exactly, because you know, I mean, anyone
1: who looks at you, they're going to remember when you when you climb that ladder. You know what I mean? With Shawn Michaels, what's what's the most popular clip? The boyhood dream has come true with him on yeah. the damn ground after beating Brett and I remember on his knees and shit. It's like that chase was more important it, to, to this day. It defines him no matter how many titles he's won or stables he's been in that fucking moment.
2: I know? mean, you talk about climbing the ladder to this day. One of my favorite chases was Jeff Hardy. When mm-hmm. he finally won that championship at Armageddon, one of the things that always stuck out for me was watching that ladder match with the undisputed with uh, for the undisputed championship, and that moment he touched the title. Yeah. that moment alone drove the whole drove that whole point home when he finally got that win because it's like we've seen he literally had his hands on that thing
1: exactly so he he
2: chased it for years and years and years even in his first run in tna which was in between in between that time he still couldn't do it exactly so it made it that much better when he finally did because it's like he finally got the monkey off his back
1: yeah so when you get a guy like humberto and he's not winning it he's on that slow burn. I think they already know this guy was a champ. I mean, they gave him a fucking cape. They changed the music and gave him a cape.
2: And there's a lot of people always just talking about ball. He just always loses. He's never going to win. It's like, you don't understand. He's getting closer every single time. It's literally just one mistake that's causing him. Mm -hmm. Now, you're sitting there with the element of not, oh, he's never going to win a championship. It's going to be what happens when he doesn't make that mistake.
1: Yeah, and he wouldn't even even make the mistake. Yeah, and it wasn't even a mistake. It's him getting screwed over in this case. Yeah. So, yeah overall good good storytelling good match here uh i like that they're they managed to build almost a better cruiserweight division outside of the cruiserweight division with all of these guys that they have doing things you know
2: <laughs> amazing
1: they just don't need that third hour to be there the way that it is they need a bit of a restructuring here because they got, got a lot of good talent if you will and uh, they're all showcased properly. It's just the time slots have to be adjusted a little bit. They just have that. That's what it is. they have difficulty with their programming, is what I would call it.
2: Yeah, for sure.
1: Okay, we got a clip here. What is this? This is Selena and Andrade. Okay, Selena and Andrade anyway. Which we've got Humberto, but I don't know. I don't even remember if he's a good promo or not.
2: Yeah, if it, it, I think his lack of English—not even like a terrible lack of English—but it's like his lack of English hinders it just a little bit. That's uh, probably terrible. Anyway, let's take yeah, look that's this.
4: Andrade, Zelina, congratulations no, on no, no, retaining- Do
3: you remember that you questioned how long, 18, 20 minutes, 30 yeah. minutes ago? Yeah. Do you remember your question?
4: Yeah. It, it was me. We were talking about the history you've had with Umberto and how last week he pinned you on Monday Night Raw, but you, you retained- He
3: will win tonight. Who won tonight?
4: You did. You did. Andrade took home the United States title. Thank you. This is where it belongs. This is right here where it belongs. Now, you've had quite the history with Umberto, but tonight it was it was fairly surprising quick win that we saw tonight at the Eliminator. again asking stupid questions. Stupid questions. Okay, listen. Did we watch the same match or, or did you even watch it at all? You're right. And it's mostly because she clearly doesn't understand that we won. A victory is a victory. It doesn't matter how we got there, but we got there. And Andrade is still the champion and that's all that matters. Okay, Blondie. What I will say to you huh, is that Andrade, this this championship isn't going anywhere. It's not going
0: to Humberto. It is not going to anyone else but staying right here with us. Quick win, pick good good. Andrade, pick, pick, pick.
3: United. Yeah. Can you read? Champions.
2: I love how he asked her. How she asked her, "Can you read?" And then he just skipped states. <laughs> 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 that was great. <laughs> I saw. I heard it. I couldn't ignore it. Like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. There's like five letters you just skipped over, bro. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> That's not the best
1: example, right there.
2: Exactly. Bad timing.
1: That's like the equivocal when you're accused of DUI and they ask you to walk the line and you can't.
2: <laughs> <But> <laughs> you, could you sing a song. Said, I'm not drunk.
1: I could sing a song. All oh,
2: McDonald. <laughs> Had a house to you. <laughs> and many more oh god <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow that got warped <laughs> <laughs> holy shit <laughs> that motherfucker oh god Ooh.
1: <laughs> this was bad as something like said when he's like I have half the brain that you do like, oh that's really, my god like, oh, shit <laughs> like that was rough when I had it I was like there's no way like man that's like watching everybody
0: step in, in the shit, room you know? had to look like, oh,
1: nobody likes to watch anyone
2: else step in shit. Even and Sid had that look like, oh, that sounded way worse coming out. It did. It did. Oh, God, you look closely enough. You can see him die little on the inside.
1: Makes it worse that I think at the time wasn't Nash dressed like Sid, like he was in a Sid yeah. suit or something.
2: Yeah, Nash laughed.
1: So like the fake version of himself laughed at his botch.
2: Ain't that a bitch
1: Rough Rough time. <laughs> Smackdown tag team Title elimination Chamber match With John Morrison And The Miz Defending against Dolph Ziggler And Robert Roode Give these teams Some names please The Usos Heavy Machinery The New Day And the Lucha House Party That have replaced The Revival Cause I guess now We're at the end Of the Revival contracts And Negotiations aren't going well So they haven't know, known what the hell they should do So they just started putting the Lucha House Party Everywhere where the Revival's supposed to be So anyone who's been wondering Oh man, they're really hiring the Lucha House Party Nah, they just nah. don't know what the hell to do Because the Revival guys haven't signed yet And we're right at the end point So they're just putting them right in that spot
2: Yeah, I think Dash has like 10 weeks left to... <laughs> That's a long time
1: I guess they don't want, that, want to Ambrose this one, huh? If they're already off TV with 10 weeks That's a long time To already have decided You know With Lucha House Party They clearly I saw two guys out there That want That spot (laughs) yeah. <laughs> you know, regardless of how it was booked for whatever the finish was, I saw two guys out there that definitely want to be on another pay-per-view on a Sunday that's beyond this one, no matter what the fuck happens.
2: And they <laughs> jumped there. Remember we here. You know
1: They clearly know wrestling. You know, they understand Mexico. They understand booking because they took that fucking spot and ran with it. They wanted this <laughs> oh. to be, they wanted this to be their Kofi Kingston situation. <laughs> yeah. You <know>, that's, <laughs> that's the impression that I got from watching this. Oh, so, um, man. We have a three-way tie here, Strangers. This is Miz and Morrison, 25% of you thought they were going to retain, 25% for the Usos, 25% for the Lucha House Party, only 15% for New Day, 11% of you thought Ziggler and Rude would take it. No one thought Heavy Machinery would take it. That surprises me because for me personally, even though I didn't think they'd take it either, I just thought that some of you would think that they would take it because they've been so shit on those guys lately that now it's just time for them to get their stuff, to get their heat back, get anything, just some sort of a happiness moment for them. Like, they're always trying to be happy and upbeat guys, but they're not really succeeding at all. Thank you for the host. Yeah. So what scares me about this is that, uh, spoiler Heavy Machinery doesn't win here. What scares me about this is when you have a team like that, that they're just really good guys and they're always doing good things and nothing ever good happens to them. It usually means there'll be like a heel turn, you know, like at some point they're just going to both be like, fuck this shit. You know, we try to please the fans and all of our friends and we get shitted on by the women who We get shitted on by the men, everybody, no one fucking, you know what I mean? So it's like, even though it makes the most sense, I'm hoping that's not what's going to happen, but that's the only thing I could think of. Cause these dudes are not catching a break. Every shitty thing happens to them. And I just keep naively going, that's because we're going to get the happy ending part soon and it doesn't seem to ever happen, even now. Like, the whole thing didn't even happen now. Every time I think I can't wait for Otis to get his hands on Ziggler, he does, and then something really shitty happens to him.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, extra shitty tonight. That was extra so... shitty. It's
1: just kind of like, well, I guess there is no getting a heat back. You know, I feel bad for him.
2: Well, I mean, from what I've been hearing, I think it isn't supposed to be what Dolphin and Otis had mania this year. Uh-huh. Which, I mean, I guess that's what it will be when Otis gets it back. I mean...
1: Yeah, but do you you hear what you just said? Like, let's put that into perspective for Yeah,
2: I I know. This guy's reward
1: for going through, spoiler alert, for going through that pod, flying out of the fucking pod, all the shitty things. (laughs) They're taking taking his girlfriend, making him take the shitty tweet picture of the flowers he dropped at the dinner. All his reward for that. Well, don't worry, Rick, because uh, aren't they building up to a match, a non-title match with him versus Dolph Ziggler at WrestleMania? Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) He must be very honored.
2: I didn't say it was a good reward. I'm just saying.
1: That's the legit kind of shit that made CM Punk just storm out. <laughs> Not the kind of things that they would give you, but the way they would phrase it. Like, hey, why are you complaining? Aren't you supposed to have a match with Zack Ryder on the kickoff of WrestleMania Access?
2: It'll be like the main event. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you said WrestleMania Access? I just caught that. See what I, I mean? forgot like, they
1: had that. <laughs> like, don't worry. We'll take something for you and we'll give you something else. It's not even, and that's another thing that gets me mad. Like, they sort of treat the prizes like you would with a dog. Like, you're trying to get something out of his mouth, so you're just putting whatever else in you can. You know what I mean? Like, we, we're going to give you something else because we got to take that. We, it may not necessarily be the same value as what you have, but we're hoping that you're too stupid of a creature to realize that by the time we make the switch. That's sort of what they're doing with people. You know what I mean? Like, don't worry. You lose the fucking title, but you're going to fight John Cena.
2: (laughs) That's what they do, too. They hum the music right to you. Don't worry,
1: Otis. We're going to take your girl, your gimmick, your storyline, all your other stuff. But
2: But you're getting a match with Dolph.
1: You get to fight Dolph Ziggler at WrestleMania kickoff (laughs) because you know it. I'm calling in the air.
2: that is a kickoff
1: match that is a fucking kickoff match right there man then you're not going to be on wrestlemania the kickoff is two hours you think that that shit's going to be somewhere on the main card oh jesus christ they preemptively they're they're good at booking ahead of time your kickoff matches (laughs) right secured (laughs) all right (laughs) anyway as far as this match goes, there was a point where Kofi fell off of the top rope. I don't know what happened to him there. He seemed okay afterwards, so maybe he didn't pull anything. First, I thought It he
2: looked did. like uh, he went for some kind of a springboard, and I guess his foot slipped on the top rope.
1: Yeah. Metallic had all kinds of crazy stuff. I right? think he did, like, a, what was that? The, like the uh, Hurricane Rada at one point. Hurricane Rada. Oh, I that know, was actually insane because Metallic, what he did was he almost died. He fell backwards, and his legs took hooked into one of the chains, and luckily it did not break. He was, like, dangling yeah. upside down.
2: It fucking um, dorado with probably one of the moves of the fucking match that shooting star from the ceiling
1: yes the shooting star from <laughs> the top of the from the top of the cage from dangling off the top skyrocketing down at everybody i also liked his hurricane rana off of the pod like onto onto the outside onto this guy's oh. shoulders that looked really good um
2: they made they made every second of their time in that match count
1: you know once again like i mentioned before otis finally gets his hands on ziggler but just for a little while tucker has that uh spot where he dives onto everyone But again, these guys can't catch a break because Ziggler, it's not even it couldn't even just be that they got eliminated. It had to be Ziggler eliminating Otis. You know yeah, So basically, mean? like it just had oh, to be again. And every time, if you go back to this feud, every time he's taken the job, it's been Ziggler specifically there. Not some guy that he's weird or one of his Ziegler Ziggler again eliminated that team. So, like you yeah. can't catch a fucking <laughs> so, break.
2: So poor Dolph, Dolph is sitting by uh, one of the pods. Otis lines up to run him through. And when I first saw this, I thought he went through both panels. But the door in this pod was still open, so he goes through the back panel and just flies out of the freaking cage. And <laughs> I sat there like, yep, he's dead. That's it. Because <laughs> every time you see an Elimination Chamber, that's the spot where the guy's about to be gone. Yeah. If you see somebody run through the pod, that's it for them. Tonight. They're like, their night's done. That's the go-home spot.
1: <laughs> yeah, it really is. Okay, nuts. So, um... Uh... So, yeah, it also eliminate Ziggler and Rude with that, uh, with their splashes, with their super fly splashes. And, uh, the finish, uh, Morrison and Miz retaining, what was that? It was almost like a, a like a jackhammer. Like, uh, Morrison had a jackhammer and Miz had his legs on the ropes and was assisting the jackhammer down. So it was almost like he sunset flipped into a jackhammer with the Miz behind him using the ropes. It was so. something
2: like that. It was weird, whatever they tried yeah, to do. They
1: both fucking got on him and pinned, the, and pinned them. They cheated. You know, like, as you would expect them to do.
2: Uh-huh. I, I realized more and more what annoys me i think about we, because we were in talking about the match how it's just like we reiterated the fact that it's like with the stuff that john morrison does it just doesn't look as fun as it used to it's because everybody else does a lot more and then on top of that with his starship pain it didn't really hit me until this match he never lands the same way twice yeah, it whether, seems like whether, he does enough to get the spin started but then after that it's just gravity yeah, like whether
1: it be deliberate or not he, it, it never looks the same it's, It always looks good, don't remember it's a crazy yeah. move But, uh, you know, back when he was doing this move And we were all into him It was a point where, like, and I said this before There weren't a lot of guys doing the kind of stuff That he was doing at all They hadn't opened up the floodgates like that yet They were still dipping their toes in With CM Punk and Daniel Bryan And that would have been a good time for him To be that guy that they needed Where, like, now he's just another guy Like on an overbloated roster
3: you know so much
1: so much in fact that like look what he came back here for he came back to be in a tag team with the Miz. i don't think it's good for either one of them i think the Miz was already elevated above and beyond this kind of nonsense years ago and i think morrison did he literally you're telling me he went to lucha on the ground and went to tna impact and uh was all over the indies and in japan and back to being back in the same fucking tag team he essentially one of the tag teams he started in
2: was virtually the same moveset albeit like one extra move like motherfuckers leave this company for years and come back with almost a completely different moves that he's hardly changed
1: you know and don't you dare threaten me where somewhere down the road i have to look forward to a feud between these two guys man <laughs> you know, like to make matters worse with this situation
2: because at this point miz can't even lose that like
1: that would have only worked if they would have pulled the trigger fast like they did with the orange edge one which ironically is the one they should have taken their time with but,
2: but it's the one that's working out way better If you say so. (laughs) Yeah, I mean...
1: I don't know. I guess they're doing what they can with what they can. I can't even give them credit for that. (laughs) But yeah, Miz and Morrison, I think we have something here. Some Miz and Morrison stuff. Take a look, see what they had to say. Yeah, I know you were excited for it.
4: Miz Morrison, six tag teams went into the elimination chamber. And well, one came out and it was you guys. You retained the SmackDown tag team titles. Were there any moments in that challenging match where you thought... Oh, man, we might not walk out with the titles, with a, with a victory.
0: <laughs> no? Any moments where we were like, oh, we might get beat? Uh, I don't think so, because that's not what winners do. Winners don't have doubt. Winners have confidence. And if you look at that man right there, I have never seen a more confident WWE superstar than The Miz. Thank you, John. But let's face facts. We went up against the best of the best, the best tag teams that SmackDown had to offer inside elimination chamber, our first title defense. And what happens? Ah. <sighs> Cream of the crop, rises to the top. The great legend said that, and another great legend is saying it now. All Understand ra- that in life there are winners and there are losers. We are the greatest tag team of the twenty first century. Be jealous.
2: Hey, um, Morrison, it's the cream rises to the top. Not, not, not the cream in the crop. <laughs> see, see, see. I get my catchphrases right. Be jealous. Pose. Like It's, just <laughs> it's so outdated <laughs> this program is so awkward like oh god dude it is
1: so outdated Ugh, it hurts god, only, right it hurts
2: i'm telling you man it's gonna hurt worse than with freaking Batista's and his wife like it's just like
1: yeah you're right cool it doesn't work anymore man
2: It barely worked back then. His his promos have never been really that good. Like,
1: that's the reason why the Jericho thing works. You see what I mean? When people comparing Jericho and Goldberg, Jericho stays fresh. He he realizes that 2020 is not even 2019, not even 2018. And when whatever you do in life, you should look at it that way. That's the only way you're really living, in my opinion. 2020 should be nothing like your 2019 or your 2018. You know, these guys that are recycling shit from 20 years ago. It's like I'm not going to give them any credit for that. Like, sure, it was great then. It's not good now. Try a little bit harder to not just repeat the same nonsense.
2: Certain shit doesn't work anymore. <clears throat> yeah,
1: you know. It goes into life. It goes into any aspect of business that you're dealing with. You can't be the same character that you are. You got to be an evolved version of that character. You're a 40-year-old, 50-year-old, 60-year-old, whatever year old man you are. It's like you can't still be portraying a 20-year-old, a 30-year-old, a, 30-year-old, a 40-year-old. It doesn't really make any sense when you do that. Remember when Jackie Chan was, was a hired to uh be in the reboot of drunken was a drunken master i think it was oh no no i'm sorry it was karate kid it was, oh it was karate yeah kid.
2: yeah yeah the one that had uh jaden smith
1: jaden smith right right and then jackie chan when they brought him on board first question he asked was he was like he was like, very excited he was like who's gonna be the teacher you know because uh in his mind he's still a young guy <laughs> he thought he was the, <laughs> he thought he was karate kid
0: when they hired him <laughs>
1: You know, so they hired him. And he was like, Oh, great. Who is going to be the teacher?
2: Like, motherfucker, you. What you? <laughs> <laughs> You're an older dude, man. <laughs> You dude. see anybody who looks like a teacher? You fuck out of here.
1: You think about how many Jackie Chan movies you've seen over the years where he is the, he's under a master. Like most of this them. One, <laughs> most of those movies, he's under a master. So, yeah. you know, in not his not mind, he's still, he's still that age. And the problem is, you got to kick that mentality, you know? Jericho yeah. does that in a very classy way like he acts like an older guy he acts his age but a cool version of whatever age he is he reminds me of like rock stars like old school rock stars where it's kind of like you see pictures of them and 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 concerts from them when they were young and they were different but they got cool when they were older like now they're just cool older guys and shit you know Like jericho's like Like, and it's funny because he takes after a lot of old school rock and like he 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 does it better than anyone
2: exactly like he it just he's not trying to still be like Lionheart. Like, he's being just older Chris Jericho. And that's how you do it. Like no know, know your age. <laughs> know your role. There you go. God. All
1: right. Wow. No disqualification match, AJ Styles versus Alistair Black, with eighty nine percent of you saying Alistair Black would go over, eleven percent of you going with AJ Styles.
2: Finish black match for the win.
1: Thanks to Undertaker coming out and taking out Gallows and Anderson Lights turn off, lights turn on, teleports in They're both there on their knees by the throat Very cool Earlier on AJ attempted to taunt the Undertaker By going for a failed tombstone on Alistair Black He sort of did the tombstone signal Had him in pile driver position Alistair luckily reverses it I did like Black putting AJ through the table on the outside Via jumping Meteora Good looking stuff Nice physical match
2: Lit him up with that kendo stick.
1: And yeah, he gets the rub thanks to The Undertaker, and that sort of builds more of the AJ Styles-Undertaker feud that I'm still not quite sure why the hell we're having.
2: Because they have to find some kind of a way to work an Undertaker match in the mania. Because, you know, in 2020, everybody still wants to see the old guys at it again. Like, no, no.
1: This is becoming another storyline, almost like the, the Riot sp- Squad splitting up or anything with Mandy Rose, where like, I don't mind if you do, but just at least try to explain it to me like so i get aj's pissed off because undertaker interrupted his match and ruined his plans at uh crown jewel or super show whatever the hell it is uh but the question is why did undertaker do that that was random as hell undertaker
2: like i got so what <laughs> i'm gonna do i'm gonna do what they don't do and try to insert some kind of logic into it i mean around this time of the year you send for the man the man comes so
1: man sent for
2: yeah, I mean, I think all the old phrase I used to hear is "careful if you knock on the devil's door because he might just answer." And AJ knocked,
1: but he didn't knock. He was just fighting somebody else in a different feud. He wasn't even thinking about the Undertaker. <laughs> what do you mean when you knock on the devil's door? Fuck that! No, AJ Styles was just being a wrestler and fighting people and having feuds. And Undertaker came on, and kicked his ass. <laughs> oh, you knocked on I the th- devil's door?
2: How? I tried, okay, I tried. <laughs> I put I do? more effort into it than they did. Damn it!
1: That would have been a more realistic promo. If after that AJ came out and came out with like Undertaker, what
0: the
2: fuck did I do? <laughs> why did you do that to me? And that's why we all write this stuff <laughs> because we make people think. Why the fuck did you just show Why would you do it? You weren't even announced for the tournament, motherfucker. What are you doing? <laughs> I, <laughs> like, I didn't want to ask. Scheduled to be here. They didn't say shit about you showing up for the tournament.
1: You know, not just accepting it. Just weird we don't have time to write stories
2: exactly we gotta build towards mania 37 and three quarters
1: wrestlemania is only 28 days we didn't even have time to run that that's how unproud they are of wrestlemania this season you notice that normally if you had wrestlemania like almost after no matter what you're watching whether it's nxt main event 205 live smackdown raw between almost every commercial break 68 days until wrestlemania yeah we haven't even gotten that count 60 again. 63 days until wrestlemania
2: we get that countdown on like days day WrestleMania.
1: Something. They played it today for the first time, and I don't know how many weeks. There's only twenty eight days left. They're just like right at the very end. They start counting. Yo, down.
2: I remember dreading <laughs> that countdown because that was the moment I had to acknowledge how long we had to WrestleMania. They, I'm sitting there like, wait a minute, y'all just now under the a month. They don't even care. They don't even do the any <laughs> counter anymore. And that that, that promo used to, when I was a kid. That promo used to show up on like day eighty. Exactly. By the time you, you were there, I can go fucking 83 days. Fuck, you mean 83 By the time days. it got
1: down to like 28 or something, you were like, you can't believe it's this low. Like, oh wow, feels like just yesterday this thing said 72. We can't even say that yesterday said 72. It never said 72. they <laughs> not right, acknowledging
2: just, it. <laughs> it used to be the weirdest thing in the world. Like, wait a minute, y'all telling me about this shit? Fucking four months out? What?
1: They want to distract you from WrestleMania.
2: God, they don't it. want you to
1: anticipate it. They're they're dreading it because they don't know what the hell they're gonna do. <laughs>
2: How are we gonna uh, get 18 matches, a 10 hour pay-per-view?
1: <laughs> terrible.
0: Oh
2: shit.
1: Yeah. Anyway, next up we have the Raw Tag Team title match with the Street Profits defending against Murphy and Rollins. Rollins and Murphy. <laughs> 91% of you felt that the Street Profits were gonna retain, whereas nine percent of you thought Murphy and Rollins were getting them back. The Street Profits go over with uh what's the spot called the splash thing they do?
2: Uh the cash out.
1: Uh, cash out there you go
2: yeah
1: and uh th- afterwards you get some kevin owens who he came through the crowd during the match eating popcorn he even threw popcorn in Rollins' face um <laughs> he hits uh rollins with a stunner in the ring and then gives murphy who's outside on the ground a popcorn shower
2: i love how like rollins sold getting popcorn thrown at him that's fucking great
1: mm-hmm, yeah
2: like he's, he sold that shit like as you had weight to it like
1: Yeah, absolutely. Really (laughs) cool stuff. Really, really cool stuff.
2: Really good match. Dawkins actually did some shit. You you
1: see, you guys are so nice to that dude, man. Like, (laughs) what do you mean he did some shit? Like, he put on his pants and came to work?
2: He, he, he got some flapjacks
1: in there some drop kicks
2: a couple he's of, he's he, that he, got, guy. he got like a half-ass pounds in there
1: he, he's that <laughs> he's that kind of tag team partner that i've never liked he's that guy yeah <laughs> who you tag in to do your double team moves with and then he tags you back in and you just can continue to match then when you need another double team or someone to do a double team slam you tag him in for that minute <laughs> and he holds the guy there and then you do all the shit and tag back in
2: you know i'm gonna be like this he did more than he usually does but he did enough to where I think you were saying say at one point you looked away and missed everything still that's the way to fuck if somebody can look away and miss your whole hot tag there's a problem
1: especially when they're building up to your hot tag that's when we went yeah. when you heard me in the chat when he was crawling over when the other guy Montez Ford's crawling to the corner so I was like what the fuck is this guy's hot tag gonna be a call an uber <laughs> It's like, like you're person, kidding he's, me. He's, like, that's the guy you give the hot tag to, not the crazy like, guy who's doing all the crazy moves and flips and dives so, and shit. Your hot tag's going to be that fucking slouch.
2: So so I'm going to tell you how little, little moves he can do. I can name off everything he did. He's hit drop kicks, flapjack, spinning stinger splash, like a miniature pounce, and then, like, the first half of the cash out.
1: And the only one that I like is the spinning stinger splash.
2: Yeah. It's just because it's like he's, he's kind of a big dude to be trying to do some shit like that. And no one fun. else
1: has it. Everybody else has everything that he does better. But the spinning stinger splash is one thing he's done. I've never really think of anyone else that I've seen do it. So I have
2: one move out of this entire guy.
1: And that's okay. You could have one move. I just don't think you could have one move and be on Raw. (laughs) You know? And and it's not like, and again, wrestling's not about the moves. I've always said this. Entertainment, they know that sometimes people have gotten over with no moves. Look at Hogan. What the hell is Hogan's move?
2: Tell me Hogan's oh, moves. Hogan's was punches, a boot, and a leg drop, and then fucking shaking. Like that was
1: Very, very little moves. A lot of the big guys, when you look at it, they don't really have moves. So it's not really about the moves. But the promo that they, that they want the guy to be, he hasn't been good at doing. Well, like when I've heard him, it, it's just like it hasn't worked. And that doesn't mean it's not gonna work, but it really sounds like someone who's suffering through reading lines and trying to remember what the hell they have to say. And a lot of the time, it doesn't sound like he remembers. Like, listen to him when he talks. It just sounds like someone who really fucking hopes that they can hold this information in their brain long enough so that when the mic turns on, they could just release it and not not strain the muscle anymore.
2: That's why he's so excited when the intro shows up because the fucking promo's over.
1: And sometimes they get there a little too late and he's already jumbled it a little. Listen to someone so I can hear when he fucks up a promo you know like, he, oh like he, he, and, it, and it's like he's not the other guy's convincing like i believe that character that guy is inside of that world in that character he's completely promoted up to top to bottom when you look he's so comfortable in his skin you could tell through their mannerisms and i hate it because i think the whole gimmick works with the two guys but look at the way they went out there today that guy montez ford is like so into the gimmick the way he jumps on the announce table and dances and shit and it's sort of pandering to the fans and everything and in the meantime the other guy's just walking around the ring the way any wrestler that you create on the fucking game would walk around the side of the ring and slide in but this yeah. guy is like literally out there like if they're putting dollars in his pants you know what i mean montez like ford is, has
2: never had the exact same entrance twice
1: no that's what i mean His <laughs> stuff it's like when he gets out there it's just crazy it's, it literally is a party but it's only a party because of him
2: like, like, it, like, when I watch him come out for his entrances and cut promos, I'm convinced Bianca Belair has to deal with that shit when she gets home.
1: And then to make matters worse, it's like you can't even do what they're trying to do, which make him the hot guy and the other one sort of like the bump guy. Because he doesn't bump as good as, as, as Montez Ford. But Montez Ford is the better bumper. So they have him take a lot of the bigger bumps and clotheslines and have the kip-ups and shit. And the other guy's not even doing that. What's he doing? Rest holds.
2: Chokes. <laughs> Fucking at one point, and I love that he, had, he went to even try it. I think Murphy hit Murphy hit that back body drop, and Ford tried to land on his feet. He landed kind of funky because I mean, that's how fucking awkward an angle to try to land on your feet, but he still attempted to shit Like, Yeah, come on. You, you you could see nobody gave him shit because they saw what he was going for and just gave him credit for just going for it in the first place. But mm-hmm. yeah, like the, with the amount of things that Bontez Ford does, the few moves, the few, like a couple of more moves that uh Dawkins hitting this match—it's not enough. Yeah. You gotta have like almost a move set and a half to not get lost in a match with this dude.
1: Rollins did not look happy after the loss. Not at all. <laughs> I wonder if Murphy Murphy's getting a whooping.
2: You know what I'm saying? Like Mur- Murphy looked like he was about to get one. I'm fucking behind the church. I was ass whooping.
1: Like, is it one of those cults?
2: It looks you know like they this. Do? Literally looks like.
1: <laughs> you know what they should do? Whenever this happens, I would love this. Whenever this happens on the very next show, whether it be Aurora or a pay-per-view, w- whenever any of them lose, there should be a little confessional that they have to go to the Cephs on the other side of. And, like, they have to confess their sins, like who they lost to or whatever.
2: You know, you thought, know? I was thinking about this kind of reminded me of that the, what they could do. Um, I don't know if you remember in TNA, Ravens group serotonin. Yeah. What do you Remember what they used to do after every time they lost because they lost all the time? What? Whoever got pinned, um, the other two would hold him in the ring, and the Raven would just whip him with um, a candlestick. stick. Oh, yeah. And it I was really like, it, it was directly <laughs> after the match, so they didn't even get time to recover before that ass woman showed up.
1: Yeah, but I would like it to be backstage, you know? Just a confessional where even though they know yeah. Seth's behind the glass, they have to confess and have to do prayers. Not real prayers, like just hail Rollins. Shit like that. You know, really make him <laughs> like, a 75, little, like a little, hail Rollins. <laughs> little minister or whatever. You know, they gotta have re him and shit after a while. And, <laughs> you know. Rebaptize for <laughs> people. Re-baptize make it make it crazy. Make him oh. real crazy. Get him some wild heat in there.
2: What you do? You have the you have the AOP because it's probably the only thing I can actually do right. The AOP holds him by both arms and the and then whoever loses gets stomped. Witness
0: me, boom.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: like man, this guy's a real tough heel.
2: Oh my god, that'd be the great. Oh, dude, I'd be so much more excited for the fucking matches. I'd hope they lose just so I could hear, Witness me! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. You know, I'm telling you, tell you what you do. If you want to go real extra with it, have it just moments where you don't necessarily see it happen, like right on camera. Have the way, like, you just skip over to an interview and only hear in the background, Witness me! <laughs> <laughs> So you know it happened. There's <laughs> so many places they can go with this angle.
1: More places oh, they can go with this angle.
2: There's so many fucking places. But they're so trying. I do gym. like
1: the Rollins thing. You know, I like the, the whole fanatic. I just want more of it. I need to see more of it.
2: Yeah, I like this changing character. It's really, really cool.
1: I want it to be like the authority. I want that shit to just start plaguing everything where people are just like, "Oh my god, we can't get rid of these guys. They're like all up in the show." Everywhere you go, there's more of them. Just when you think that you're gone, do it to people who they enjoy, too. Turn a few baby faces into worshipers of Rollins. Oh, like, like they did it to people. Like, they, there's no emotional level there. No one gave a fuck about those guys in the first place. No offense to Murphy, but no one gave a shit if he was a heel or not. And the same thing with, like, the AOP. You know, that's the the beauty of the NWO was the whole stick of it was, how could you do this shit? You know what I mean? Right. Like, Hogan and them, it was like, really? Like, how could you guys, you guys? Like, you know, they need to do that. Like, make somebody, like, a worshiper who who you wouldn't want to worship him <laughs> you know it would piss people off I can't even have <laughs> I mean,
2: Alistair Black it would be. be one fuck it uh,
1: you know it wouldn't be terrible I would want someone with a lot of charisma I'd make Ricochet worship him
2: oh god yeah he needs it He <laughs> fuck <like> it. <laughs> <laughs> I get to yeah. see it now you got new tights but still getting your ass whooping <laughs>
1: people that they love people close oh, to their heart god. you know what it is there aren't many people left that they love that's why it's so hard to figure some of them out
2: yeah <laughs> everybody's just like hey that guy's there oh
1: cool yeah no one cares they're all heels good they're, they're in a better spot for it all of them for sure but now we need to grab some heat all oh, right well speaking of heat next we get the ic title three-on-one handicap match braun Strowman defending against cesaro zane and nakamura with 63 percent of you feeling like stroman would retain 25 percent of you thinking not sammy zane would would win it 13 percent thinking nakamura was going to win it none of you thought cesaro was going to win it
2: yeah, and they yeah. waited until before the match to confirm that yes, whoever gets the pin will be IC champion.
1: Good thing we had it that way on the poll. Yeah, you know, but yeah, the winner was uh, Sami Zayn with a triple, I guess a triple team double suplex haluva yeah. kick where the where the two big pre- men held them in order for him to haluva kick. Uh, Braun yeah, pre- Strowman pre- for for the win. Go
2: ahead. what I would almost because you know I have a habit now a naming move the halluva plex. I like it yeah it works like it, it has a ring to it but yeah look and after being what on the main roster for like five years Sami Zayn finally gets the championship
1: and i told you he was going to be like that remember when spike dudley turned heel and he became the boss and, and, <laughs> and then he
2: immediately won the cruiserweight title afterwards yeah and
1: bob and evan had to like sort of follow him around and get bossed around by a little angry spike dudley for a while there remember that gimmick when well, oh, no, we got sorry. here now we got finally we have the the smaller guy the boss with the two with the two bigger henchmen thugs because he's really he's the better personality.
2: Oh yeah. He he has he's more when it comes to those two, overall he's like if you call it like the full package, he's the best one of that group.
1: Yeah. So I don't mind this.
2: Yeah. I mean it's kinda of funny because jumping into SmackDown briefly, it just makes Strowman look like the dumbest human being on earth. Because he literally said, I'm not even gonna bother reading the contract. What kind of dingbat? Does not read the contract and see. Oh, wait a minute! This is three on one. What?
1: Well, that's <laughs> the whole thing. It wasn't even that. It was more like he said, "I don't care what's on the contract." And then Zane went, "Oh, really?" And then right there, he got kind of rolled over the contract and decided, "Well, now we're changing." It's just weird. Like, really, you have that level of power, you could just change it at the table. Like, let's not be silly here, you know. And everyone's looking around, like, can he do that? And the answer is no. He actually can't do that. So, how come none of you are saying anything, you know. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Just weird.
2: I mean, they damn near killed him at the end. They're fucking Kinshasa into the ring. post was like, nasty. I heard the thud and I was like, ooh. Yeah,
1: tell me about it. Oh, man. So what do you think? Where do you think this goes from this point on?
2: Um, well, once again, I'm bored of Strowman, so we can move on from that. I like the fact that it's like, I mean, it's good to see Sammy in the ring again, because it's been a long time, I think, since he's been in the ring and I mean, I like this. I like this group. It keeps all three of them busy. It keeps them constantly in the mix. So I did, I want to see where it goes now that Zane has a championship.
1: hmm Yeah, I'm. I'm right there with you. And what about SmackDown? Is there anything else uh, in regards to SmackDown? Uh, that that you nothing. care about? Because we're not probably not going to talk about tomorrow since we already went into this. Um, I would say the end, the the moment of bliss with the NWO being out there was kind of pretty cool.
2: Yeah, it was good to see all three of them.
1: You know, and it, it helps so, sort of further the storyline with the uh Sami Zayn stable.
2: Yeah, yeah, it, it gave it, it gave it a little bit of a boost up from yeah, from had
1: everything. At that, that sequence where uh Strowman launches Cesaro into the uh, into the screens into the graphics and Nakamura winds up getting whipped into the barricade, the barricades sorry, and Sammy getting sandwiched between the NWO members, and I love the <laughs> fact that he winds up taking Bliss hostage. Uh, she sort of <laughs> she uses her as a human shield because they, even though they didn't acknowledge it, it's almost like a callback to the tag team, Braun Strowman and uh, Alexa Bliss, because you would think, why would he stop because of her? He doesn't give a shit, but he does. Remember, they have that connection from their uh yeah. match challenge there.
2: So. That was funny.
1: <laughs> yeah. Very interesting stuff. Uh I don't know. Was there anything else relevant to SmackDown to what was going on here? I like Bailey and Sasha calling themselves the role model era.
2: Oh, yeah. That was... <sighs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> i'm I'm having a hard hard time dealing with those two at this point like i'm just like can we just get let's let's do something people come on like i can't i can't with these two right now like (laughs) but yeah like this smackdown was kind of a yeah like because i mean with the exception of the tag titles and um and the ic title nothing was really pushed to go home for sunday so
1: nah Corbin backstage telling Elias while he's wearing a king suit he's like you're a one trick pony and you look ridiculous and he's like in full king attire at the best <laughs> you <laughs> I love that character you fucking- <laughs> <laughs> he has a scepter in his old suit on
2: <laughs> like, wait a you minute know. pot called the kettle black fuck you be
1: Mandy blowing off Otis for you know for being stood up she's like woman doesn't like to be kept waiting and I don't rewatch Smackdown so I don't know what happened and it just walks off <laughs> you know and even and even ending Smackdown with that whole gauntlet match where the winners go on to be the last team in the elimination mm, chamber what is it heavy,
2: machinery went, like, heavy Machinery went almost an hour
1: of getting their asses kicked and struggling through that whole thing but oh, you know what fuck. fucking Dolph Ziggler Goes over Otis and takes it. You see what I mean? It's just like he took his girl oh. and he took his spot in the Elimination Chamber, and it ends with Ziggler kicking his ass, and that's how SmackDown ends. So now you know Ziggler and Rude are going to be the ones that get to be last in the Elimination Chamber over Ot- Otis's corpse. So that brings us up to date to where we are in regards to talking about the Elimination Chamber. We'll get back to that later. <laughs> hmm. Raw women's number one contender chamber match. Back to the pay-per-view. Natalia versus Asuka versus Ruby Riot versus Sarah Logan versus Shayna Baszler versus Liv Morgan. 66% of you going for Shayna Baszler. 12% for Asuka, Ruby Riot, and Sarah Logan. No one thought Natalia or Liv Morgan were going to win this. Shayna with the hard Cleans knee. Leans out. Shayna with the hard knee chokes out Asuka. And, uh, yeah. 66% of you were correct. And I really liked the match I, I mean you know what It wasn't the greatest match But it did have some Interesting stuff in there A lot of the girls in the middle Were in there for nothing uh, Baszler was choking out Logan uh, She also uh, Choked out Ruby Riot, Literally Sequentially Like if they were shit Just choke out Choke out Goodbye Um one of the highlights of this match was Oscar screaming through her pot, and, and basically at one point she's imitating Shayna, like she's doing Shayna's pose
2: going, Oscar had me crying in that and point,
1: Shayna even corpse to her because of how funny it well, was. She was so distracted. <laughs> even when they go to the top view, the bird's eye view, where they're showing the counter and the thing, you you hear her over the thun, thun, thun of the cage. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. <laughs> like she was... <laughs> Going nuts in her chamber. I love it how it,
2: to, it, it, it worked for Shayna and she could hide it kind of well because Shayna does that every now and then where she just kind of laugh something off. So it's just funny to see that interaction and she turned around to laugh, and I'm like, "No, nah, motherfucker, that one was real.
1: <laughs> yeah, poor Natalia was getting killed but I felt like everybody. She Like she oh, should stay away from those pods. Those pods they, are not her friends. She's Shana. getting smashed into it, knocked into it, they closed the door on it. I'm surprised they didn't just bring the whole damn thing on her head.
2: It was fucking Shayna slammed her in that door like five times. And Sarah Logan had to be probably one of my favorite entries because she came out of that pod white hot and just Kentucky kneed her right into the fucking pod.
1: Yeah, man.
2: That was fucking Shayna, I think. And yeah, Shayna is the first person to do that. She literally wiped the whole chamber. Mm -hmm. She was the only one who got it. She choked out five people in a span of like 10 minutes. Go oh my god, and I, I like the fact that it's kind of fitting that you have the two most dominant past NXT women's champions, and they're the two where you get the most fight out of them, Yeah, like, uh, like Asuka gave her a little bit of a run, but then it just wound up going down like everything else.
1: Yeah, some nasty chokeouts, man. Who was it? Which was the choker where she held the person in the air like she was? That was
2: Liv. Yeah, she was choked out like, Liv right in front of Oscar.
1: And on um, the top turnbuckle, I had her in the air. Then you saw her slumped corpse just drop out of her hand. She, and she was <laughs> gone. It's like, damn, yeah, that looks like brutal, man. It looks like some axe murderer shit right there.
2: It was kind of funny because I was expecting Shane to come in last. Yeah. But it's like, nah, she was like the, what, fourth? The, she was like the third person in. It, and then just, there were points where she was just there by herself, just waiting. I think she and Oscar were shit-talking from in between those parts for, like, 45 seconds.
1: It makes you wonder where all those rumors come from that you hear, right? Where everyone, did you hear, like, people were saying that Vince McMahon was no longer uh, feeling the whole Shayna Baszler thing?
2: Yeah, you know, like, sometimes say, I start like, to think people just, like, say that just to kind of stir something up. Like,
1: yeah, because it was kind of like in the, the rumors were that at the chamber he was going to make a bait-and-switch. And I was thinking, I hope they're not stupid enough to do that, you know?
2: Yeah, well, it's gold. You have so much build up that you're basically sitting on and so when you think about it in that chamber it's the only person becky hasn't fought so it makes sense that she'd be the one to go through
1: yeah of course yeah yeah,
2: that was that was an absolute massacre
1: but that's the problem (laughs) with the chamber that it that it is a guarantee that that's the person who should go through you know yeah and that in itself just makes just takes away the suspense of it like that's what we were talking about before where it's like just the positioning of that match maybe they need to make the incentive not have anything to do with the championship if they yeah don't i mean have that pay-per-view
2: in in the past usually they've never made it so obvious what the what the championship match was gonna be so it always had a little bit of an element but with their little encounter at survivor series her showing went up at raw this one you went into it knowing like shane was gonna clean house
1: hmm yeah definitely good stuff though overall yeah
2: Yeah, the match made up for it though it was great like it was oh that was was that was an entertaining chamber
1: (laughs) yeah Liv got swung into the side of one of the pods by Shane. like that looked really bad the way she hit her the way she impacted she kicked her so hard that it sounded like a belmont whip clash (laughs) you know like i i expected she kicked her so hard i expected holy water to fall out of her (laughs) <laughs> like I couldn't believe that that sound that, that shit made. It was like, wow, you know. That's when she choked her out in the air, like we talked about before.
2: I love, I love how. Go ahead. see if you are going where Liv I'm got, you're going. I love how, like, when Liv got her offense going, she um she hit her with those two with those double boots up against the cage, and I guess she almost started to go for a huracanana. And I love that look when she realizes this is about to go horribly wrong at that
1: moment she knew she fucked
2: up cause it's like she power bombed her what <laughs> twice into the cage and then just swung her against the cage once and then up against the, um, the panel of the, of the chamber pod
1: yeah, yeah. oh it yeah. <laughs> I like, even though it went on maybe a little bit too long. I like when Oscar's still in her pod and Shayna's is standing on the outside and and she's pacing back and forth like Darth Maul was versus Obi Wan in Phantom Menace. Like she's like when the fourth like she literally pacing, just looking the Kanan. Yeah, I love
2: I love how excited the crowd started getting because they were like, any minute she's gonna come out of that pod and it's gonna go yeah. ape shit.
1: Later. Just waiting for that fourth field to open.
2: Because I remember I had been saying it all week. It's like this is the first time they've ever been in the same place together. Because by the time Shayna showed up, Oscar had been long gone. So it's like we never got that matchup. And even though it wasn't one-on-one, like it wasn't like a typical one-on-one match, we still got it. Yeah. And it's not and it's not even like Shayna was worn out because Shayna had cleaned up the whole rest of the match. So she was sitting in there fresh waiting for Oscar.
1: Uh huh, And and very well done the whole the yeah. whole fight between them. I like the fact that they still left a bit of an opening there because Oscar went down, but she had a wrist injury. And the entire story was Shana working that wrist injury, manipulating it in ways where it would be uncomfortable even for someone with a regular wrist uh, to have to deal with. So it leaves that opening where it's like, yes, yeah, she beat her, but she beat her under that pretense she, uh, under that existing injury. Yeah. You know, so Oscar As- doesn't look terrible for it and gives uh, Shayna that elevation going into the next match.
2: Yeah, and since Shayna's basically on Raw now, in a sense, with uh, Asuka being one half of the tag team champions, they can run it again.
1: Yeah. And you know what? No triple threat. Because I know for months I've been hearing this nonsense. It's going to be Bianca Belair or it's going to be Oscar or whatever. Stop it. All right. No triple threat match. You, This is WrestleMania. Not everybody can be in the main event or be the top person. I, I like the idea of all these other girls and they all deserve everything. But, you know, at the same time, how about we just have a good old fashioned match, a one on one WrestleMania match for the title, a flair defending the world championship against some new person, some new up and comer. That to me sounds like a story I want to hear. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I don't want to hear why, about the like, angry friend that got her ass kicked on the way up the ladder. <laughs> you know, it's like that's already an old tale. And, and,
2: and like the Bianca Belair one bothered me the most because everybody always said it was going to be the case with the NXT title. And I'm like, why? Fucking Rhea's kicked her ass like three times. What had she done to be in this match? And Bianca it's like, Belair I'm might still not be one now, of those even people. Even though Charlotte beat her. It's just like it doesn't make sense. Bianca Belair might not be one of
1: those people that's going to have a world title run. We don't know. Yeah. Some people don't just, didn't didn't did Bailey ever have a world title run NXT? She did, right?
2: Yeah, but ba- Bailey was an NXT champion because she was who uh, Oscar choked out.
1: So who wasn't Becky Lynch? I feel like one of the four horsewomen. Yeah, yeah. Be-
2: Becky Lynch was the one who was never NXT Women's Champion. I was never right. horsewoman.
1: She pretty much was just a jobber the whole time she was there, and then just got reluctantly called up. Sometimes yeah. you're not gonna always be the champion. That doesn't mean shit. She might be the champion yeah. somewhere else. Bianca <laughs> Belair. I don't know what's gonna happen with her. She's good. She's solid. Oh, yeah. But it's just weird how everybody just automatically felt like for some reason now's her time
2: it's like no if she's had multiple chances already it's time for somebody else to have their moment maybe on another day
1: yeah exactly
2: like, maybe maybe mania next year but no nah, nah, not this year like
1: yeah pretty much so they don't have any of the post interviews for any of the stuff that happened with the women up yet what they do have is uh i see here sammy zane and cesaro and, and and friends so you have to settle for that
0: <laughs> let's see here
1: Oh, that's just them posing? I thought they were going to have an interview or something. That's just them posing with the title. Healing it up. Yeah, they look good, right? Very sexy. Anyway. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I wish you could have seen my look when you, like when you said that. Like, wait a minute, Whoa. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it then, right?
2: Yeah, and I look at all I just discovered a post on my Facebook. It's been Eighteen hundred and fifty-three days since Sami Zayn was a champ. Sami Zayn was a champion. So, like that had to have been a r- that was a real smile. Like that was.
1: Hey, He should be smiling because just because the amount of time he's not been champion, I never thought he'd be champion again the way he's been running. <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs>
1: but enough of the Strowman thing. I'd like to see him face other people now. You know.
2: Yeah, like I like I said, Strowman. Once Strowman won the title, I was disinterested because it's like. It took you this long to win a championship and you won it from a guy who they're not even really trying that hard with.
1: He's been fighting Strowman for so long that when he started he was the babyface. Yeah. And he remember he was the underdog who kept going to try to get matches against Strowman to show that he could do it.
2: And he did it. <laughs> <laughs> it finally paid
1: off. Years later, Wiley e. Coyote got his roadrunner. <laughs> <laughs> that whole time he finally did it.
0: I
2: didn't think
1: about that, but yeah, all the way from that, all of that shit getting thrown into, then you get thrown into like a porta party and all shit. All these things that you've gone through over life, having to face this guy, and now you finally beat him. Hell yeah!
0: (laughs) Oh god! Oh shit! I didn't
2: think about that. I completely forgot about that angle. Holy hell!
1: That is the good stuff right there, man.
2: (laughs) That's long-term bucket for your ass right there
1: super long-term booking like the oh, longest
2: that you yeah. could possibly think of like they thought way way out there for this i would just love to see him now like so what we go do we go wait until we turn him heel and then we're gonna wait till he's faced and we're gonna wait till he has a championship that's gonna be the night <laughs> oh, man
1: so overall you would say this is a good pay-per-view though right
2: yeah it was a good the, um elimination chamber was good this year
1: yeah i have very little i, 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 I
2: didn't really didn't have any complaints all
1: right well guys i think that's it we're going to be wrapping up. That being said, thank you for all joining us and being a part of this. Don't forget tomorrow night, you can catch the main show, Talk Bunch Live. Some of you are probably going to be in there right now. If it's 11 p.m., listening to this, getting ready for us to go on. We have some stuff going on, um, going over the dirt sheets overall, talking about a little bit of the aftermath of Elimination Chamber, seeing if there's any other injuries as a result of it. Chat room, thank you for being here the entire night. Latino Gamer, 4749, Sugar Shane, uh, Stasis Dreams, Willie V2, Emang, Mark 710, Spartan Jesus, cooler Ice, uh, Six Slayer, Sakuhasu, Lavender Mist, or Waffles, Mountain Eric 41, uh, Silent Disney Kid, Enchanted Grub, Mr. Zero S, Prince of Fire 40, Hippie JKR, Tommy Lee CC, MH Shifty ya and... All of you listening across all major digital audio providers, including SoundCloud and iTunes, Stitcher, across TalkBunch.com. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to TalkBunch Live, episode 370, your Elimination Chamber 2020 post-show hosted by myself, Rick Dara. For so myself and Destin, we are out of here.
2: Later, people. Shut it down.